Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another hour of the Dr. 
C. Robert Jones situation report tonight. I haven't had any wine. Uh, I think I had enough last night to last until maybe this time next week. Today's date is Tuesday, February 10th, 2015. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Let's start it off right here and right now. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Hawaii is not in Asia. Newsflash, Hawaii is not in Asia. America does not have 57 states. They do not speak Austrian in Austria. America is not one of the largest Muslim countries. And America is not the largest country on earth. All of this comes from President Obama's interview with Vox News. Not Fox, Vox, V-O-X News. Well, American leadership in spirit. We're the largest, most powerful country on earth. Those are what Obama said. That's what Obama said. And yet, there are still people who consider Barack Hussein Obama smart. Some consider him to be the smartest man on earth, the smartest president who's ever been And the smartest guy in the room. He's probably the smartest guy in the room if he's in a room full of chimps and infants. When a man says to you that Asia, Hawaii is in Asia, America has 57 states, that in Austria, people speak Austrian, which is not even a language, And America is not one of the largest Muslim countries. What an idiot this guy is. And he was, and you know what, here, 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 you know what, you know what? Michelle Obama said that for the first time in her life, she was proud of her country when Obama received the nomination. For the first time in my life, I am not proud of my country. Because my country, the citizens of my country, elected this clown, not once, not once, my friends, but twice. He squeaked by the second time, no doubt. Romney was a poor candidate. Yes. But Americans elected a complete and utter blithering idiot who cannot seem to get out of his own way. Twice. Some truly appalling statements of President Obama in his softball Vox interview yesterday deserves note for what they reveal about his position on violent jihad. It either doesn't exist or is so insignificant it can be ignored. He offered his clearest statement yet on the nature of violent jihad, though avoiding the word itself, or the religion of Islam, in which it is the central obligation of an organizing principle. And and here's what he said, in part, and I quote, it is entirely legitimate for the American people 
to be deeply concerned when you've got a bunch, not a group, but a bunch of violent, vicious zealots who behead people or randomly shoot a bunch of folks in a deli in Paris. Maybe he didn't speak to burning folks alive, uh, throwing gays off of tall buildings, or burying children alive. Maybe not, but maybe he didn't have time to mention all that. It's absolutely outrageous to ignore the fact that the hyper-kosher victims were targeted because they were Jews. Patronizing the largest purveyor of kosher foods in Paris, calling it a, quote, deli. It's only less demeaning than claiming they were random victims of a crime spree that might well just have targeted a dry cleaner or a florist. Hyper kosher was chosen because an attack there would teach Jews that they have no safe means of practicing their religion in Paris and France. And they have gotten the message as immigration of Jews from Paris is skyrocketing in the wake of the attack. Obama is thus denying the very real and effective strategy being implemented and, oh my goodness, and it's random. Almost petty crime undertaken by deranged fanatics with no particular motivation. That's what he says. That's what he. That's what he's try, trying to put across to us. The quote violent, vicious zealots end quote exist in theological and political vacuums. According to Mr. Obama, they might as well be anarchists, communists, Nazis, monarchists, Mormons, Huns, Juntas. You name it. This is no random slip of the tongue. It is part of a deliberate strategy as demonstrated by what follows immediately thereafter. And here it is. And I quote, we devote enormous resources to that. And it is right and appropriate for us to be vigilant and aggressive in trying to deal with that. That. The same way a big city mayor Wait, no, no. The same way a big city mayor's got to cut the got to cut the crime rate down if he wants that city to to thrive. But we also have to attend to a lot of other issues. We've got to make sure we're right-sizing our approach to that what we do isn't counterproductive. You know, here's what I think. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. President Barack Hussein Obama is a damn Muslim. Why doesn't he just come out and say, I'm a Muslim? I mean, why don't you just come right out and say, I'm a Muslim? You're telling everybody, you're telegraphing that you're a Muslim and you're a Muslim sympathizer and you sympathize with the faith and you're defending Islam. Why don't you just have the balls to come right out and say, I, yes, it's true. 
There, I said it. It's out there. It's done. I'm a Muslim. Just come right out and say it. Stop pretending, Mr. Obama. I know you're nutless. I know you're a nutless fool. But, you know, for once in your life, show some balls. So, according to Obama, we're in danger of devoting too many resources to fighting this, quote, random, end quote, violence. Right-sizing, he said, is an expression used when reducing expenditures in a business environment. In Obama's view, we're too concerned over the problem. We're too concerned with beheadings. We're, we're too concerned with burying children alive. We're too concerned with throwing gay people from tall buildings, blindfolded, just chucking them over the side. We're too concerned with radical jihadist ISIS, ISIL, burning a Jordanian pilot alive. We're too concerned about it. Hey, this isn't a big deal. Not a big deal. And and the blame for the, quote, counterproductive, end quote, overspending on fighting jihad's random violence lies with, oh yeah, oh yeah, you guessed it, Rush Limbaugh, my man and yours, and of course, Fox News, as well as the Quote, if it bleeds, it leads, end quote, mentality of the local news. That's what Obama said on the Vox News interview. He said, and I quote, the balkanization of the media means that we just don't have a common place where we get common facts and a common worldview the way we did 20, 30 years ago. And that just keeps on accelerating. You know, and I'm not the first to observe this, but you've got the Fox News slash Rush Limbaugh folks, and then you've got the MSNBC folks and the, I don't know where, Vox News falls into that, he said. But you guys are, uh, I guess, for the brainiac nerd types. But the point is that technology, which brings the world to us all, allows us to narrow our point of view. So now, Mr. Obama is blaming Rush Limbaugh, as usual, and Fox News, the usual suspects, and then MSNBC, and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's throwing in the brainiac nerds, and he's blaming technology for us not all thinking the same. Like a common view, a common place. Like I'm right, and everybody else should follow along with me, follow along with what I'm I'm putting down. But because you've got dissenting voices out there, like Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, and so on, I can't get my message out there. Folks aren't listening to me because they're too busy listening to Fox News. And that's the problem, he's saying. Obama is saying that Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, any views of dissent... 
is, is, is the problem here. Folks aren't listening to Obama enough. Obama is not discussing jihadist random violence, but he is discussing why politics is polarized, by which he means why everyone doesn't agree with what he says and does. And by implication, why people want to counterproductively devote too many resources to fighting jihad or random violence. The blame for that lies with the media and the lack of sophistication of the public. Because as we know, President Obama is the authority. Yeah, the calling number is 347-884-8500. How smart is your president? My main man, G-Ski, put something down a couple of years ago. No, it might have been might have been about three years ago. And we're gonna we're gonna play it in just a minute, but we're gonna throw out his his promo, one of the older promos, but he's still on the air and he's still doing great and he'll be here on Wednesday. So I'm gonna go ahead and play his promo and then we're gonna play How Smart Is Your President based on that clown interview yesterday. Hawaii is part of Asia, according to Obama. America has fifty seven states, according to Obama. And folks in Austria speak Austrian. What the hell is that? America is, according to Obama, one of the largest Muslim countries. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. Those are words that come out of his mouth. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. What's crack-a-lacking, my peoples? What's crack-a-lacking, my peeps? Welcome. 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 To another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It, and that's how we do it, live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack-a-lacking? What's crack-a-lacking? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lacking. G-Ski, what's the crack-a-lacking, baby? What's cracking? Well, as cracking, man, as everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's cracking? G-Ski, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack a lacking, Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's crack a lacking, they skate? What's crack a lacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crack a lacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, www.20-20radio.com. Always crack a lacking, and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. Hello, and welcome to How Smart Is Your President? A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And now, here's your host, G-Ski Thank you, thank you. You are too kind, thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How Smart Is Your President? A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And of course, 
Here's our guest. Here's our player. Let's everybody welcome President Barack Hussein Obama. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. Welcome to How Smart Is Your President? Testing the Intelligence of President Barack Obama. Our player for today, of course, the President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. Now, we went over the rules backstage. The game is very simple. We're going to ask you a series of questions, and you hit the fancy fancy buzzer to answer the question. And we're going to start off right now. Question number one. How many states make up the United States of America? Uh, I've now been in 57 states. I think one left to go. Sorry, Mr. President. The answer to the question is 50. 50 states make up the United States of America. Next question. Name one European country. Compared to countries like Europe? Sorry, Mr. President. Europe is not a country. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Next question. What is one of the treatments for asthma? A breathalyzer or an inhalator, not a breathalyzer. Sorry, Mr. President, you meant to say inhaler. Inhaler was the answer that you were looking for. All right, next question. Okay, as the President of the United States of America, recite for me... The First Amendment of the United States Constitution. The, uh, I, I guess... I, I, hold on a second. So, so, uh, so all I'm... All, 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 all I, I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, don't start... Don't, hold on. Sorry, Mr. President. Time's up. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution states as follows. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, something that you clearly know nothing about. Anyway, moving on, last and final question, Mr. President. Name the Mexican holiday in the month of May. The Cinco de Cuatro. Sorry, Mr. President, that was the wrong answer. You said four of five. The answer to the question is Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May. That is the correct answer, and you are wrong again. Well, that's all the time that we have, folks. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next time when we play How Smart Is Your President? Testing the Intelligence of President Barack Obama. I'm your host, G.C. Rock, and I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all.
sometimes overstates the sort of level of alarm people should have about terrorism and, and this kind of chaos as opposed to yeah. a longer-term problem of climate change and epidemic disease? Uh, uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I don't blame the media for that. It, it, you know, what's the famous saying about uh, local newscasts? Right? If, it, if, it, uh, if it bleeds, it leads, right? You show crime stories and you show fires because that's what folks watch. It's all you know, about ratings. And the, the problems of terrorism and dysfunction and, and chaos, uh, along with plane crashes and uh, a few other things, that's, that's the equivalent when it comes to covering international affairs. There's just not going to be a lot of interest uh, in a headline story that we have cut uh, infant mortality you know, by really significant amounts over the last 20 years, or that uh, extreme poverty has been slashed, uh, or that you know there's been enormous progress with a program we set up when I first came into office to help poor farmers uh, increase productivity and yields. It's not a sexy story, um, and climate change is one that is happening at such a broad scale and such a complex system that it's a hard story for. Uh, I think we needed to tell on a day-to-day -day basis. Look, the, the, the point is this. My first job is to protect the American people. It is entirely legitimate for uh, the American people to be deeply concerned when you've got a bunch of uh, violent, vicious zealots uh, who behead people or randomly shoot uh, uh, a bunch of folks uh, in, a, in a deli in Paris. Uh, and we devote enormous resources to that, and it is right and appropriate for us to be vigilant and aggressive in trying to deal with that. The same way that a big city mayor's got to cut the crime rate down uh, if he wants that city to thrive. But we also have to attend to a lot of other issues, and we got to make sure that we're right-sizing uh, our approach uh, so that what we do isn't counterproductive. I would argue that our invasion of Iraq was counterproductive to the goal of keeping uh, our country safe. And despite the incredible valor of uh, you know, our troops, and, you know, and I'm in awe of them every single day uh, when I work with them, uh, you know, the strategy that was crafted in Washington didn't always match up with the actual threats that were out there. All right. So I guess um, Dude has gone back to blaming Bush. Was he talking about Iraq and uh, the strategies like before he became president? And no, infant mortality is not a sexy story. It's important. And, you know, uh, slashing poverty, which he hasn't done, by the way, uh, in any fashion at all in the last six years. Poverty, the poverty levels have gone up, as a matter of fact, since he's become president. Uh, more than half the people, they're, they're, uh, the, the number of people who are receiving government assistance in the term of welfare or food stamps, as we used to call it, has doubled since he took office. But, but you know, those aren't sexy stories. That you know, and, 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 and what's sexy, I guess, is 
somebody having their head lobbed off and uh and 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 jihadist um islamic terrorist uh videoing it and putting it out uh on youtube i guess well, that's sexy and problem problematic for this president because he wants to put out stories that aren't sexy he wants to talk about infant mortality but he's pushing that whole Planned Parenthood thing, and folks should be able to get an abortion if they want to. And uh, and he doesn't want Sasha or Malia to be stuck, and his his words, stuck with a baby. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I misquoted the president of the United States. He doesn't want Sasha and Malia to be punished, quote, punished with a baby. If they don't, if they don't want to do that, so he wants people to go out and get an abortion. But you know that's neither here nor there. You know, and and this is no big deal. These are a bunch of random zealots who attacked a, a kosher deli in Paris. Random. They didn't actually pick that. According to Obama, they, they these are a bunch of morons. These are a bunch of hoodlums going around picking random delis to shoot up. You know, kind of like your your local postal mail clerk or postal operative who goes into the post office one day and shoots it up. Workplace violence. So these jihadists, these Islamic terrorists didn't go to that deli to shoot up a bunch of Jews. They just picked a random deli to go, you know, spray down with a lot of bullets. It was just random. And this clown continues to put his foot up his own ass with these asinine statements, and nobody's really paying attention to him. Yeah, we're talking about it. Frankly, a lot of folks are talking about it. But when I say that no one's paying attention to him, that he's not being paid attention to anymore, is that these kind of stories keep us in the news and talking about how incompetent our president is, how embarrassing it is that he's the president of the United States still, how embarrassing it is that he's so out of touch with reality and what's going on in the real world. How it is that he's feeling pretty bad right now because folks aren't listening to him anymore and they're, we're too busy listening to Rush Limbaugh and Fox News and nobody's kissing his ass and saying, well, you know, we should listen to the president because he is the president. He knows what's going on. We should listen to him. But here's my favorite part of this interview on Vox News, V-O-X dot com. Check it out. When the interviewer, Ezra Klein, asked the president, and I quote, well, no, there's no quote there, how he feels about being the most, pol here's a quote, most polarizing president since we began polling, end quote. And how each of the two presidents before him has similar experiences, Obama responded this way. And I quote, a lot of it has to do with the fact that 
the balkanization of the media means that we just don't have a common place where we get common facts and a common worldview. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you when he says that? That means that, well, there's too many news media. He believes that there are, in my opinion, what he's saying is he believes that there are too many news media outlets out there, too many dissenting views from his own, too many people who are getting their information from other sources other than the president. Back when you and I were kids, there were three networks. ABC, NBC, and CBS. Those were the three major news networks. And we got the nightly news from all three. And that was it. So Obama, 20, 30 years ago, yes, we don't have that anymore. We don't have the president's, we don't have FDR's fireside chats. We don't have just three networks who are in the pocket for one party or another where you can you can you can foster a common place where we can get common facts yeah mr obama nobody's kissing your ass anymore nobody's listening to you anymore and what i mean by listening to you nobody cares about what you think anymore Because you talk so much, and nothing comes out of your mouth worth listening to. We're laughing at you, Mr. Obama, because you've been proven to be the the, the guy in the book, the emperor, who is buck-ass naked, walking around thinking that he's dressed all nice and fine and dandy in a Brooks Brothers suit when actually you, Mr. President, are butt-ass naked. And I didn't say naked. I said naked. That's right. Yes, the brainiac nerd set are rifling through a news for dummies outfit. The president also cited gerrymandering as part of the problem. There's no incentive for most members of Congress on the House side, at least, in congressional districts to even bother trying to appeal. No, yeah, there's no, there's, there's, there's no incentive for Congress to kiss your ass, Mr. Obama, and give you everything you want. You're just living in bad times, aren't you, Mr. Obama? It's sad, isn't it? You should have been around 20, 30 years ago when there was no way in God's green earth or anywhere else that you would have been president. Because had you been president back then, we probably wouldn't even be here now. We probably wouldn't even be here. The call in number is 347-884-8500. What an idiot. What, what, what the... Oh my God. You know what? I'm in shock. I'm in shock. He just won't shut up. He is the, you know what? He is the news that keeps on giving. You know, because when he first started, you know, his presidency, we were doing all kinds of shows on Blog Talk Radio. 
We were doing conspiracy theory shows. We were doing history. We were talking about a whole lot of things other than Barack Hussein Obama. The shows weren't always all about him. But now, because he is the gift, the gift, that bad gift, you know, the kind where you get and you say, oh, wow, yeah, thanks. And, and you're ready to chuck it in the trash or you hope there's a receipt in there. He is the gift that keeps on giving because he keeps opening his mouth and saying stupid, stupid stuff. Fox News analyst Peter Johnson Jr. compared President Obama's speech at the National Prayer Breakfast to the infamous diatribe of Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Did you did you see that on Fox on on, on Fox Nation? The title is "The Reverend Jeremiah Wright: Chickens Come Home to Roost," and Obama's high horse lecture of Christians. Check it out on Fox Nation. It goes a little something like this: in a reprimand of those who want him to use the label quote, radical Islam, end quote. Obama said all religions have had their radical elements over time, including, and I quote, the terrible deeds in the name of Christ, end quote, that were committed during the Crusades. Johnson calls this a, quote, bizarre message, end quote, that reminded him of Reverend Wright. Peter Johnson Jr. said, and I quote, I think that's what Obama's saying that the paycheck or the payback is expected, that empathy should be extended to the Islamic caliphate, that we are no better than the people who pursued the Crusades, and that the risk of pursuing Islamic extremism in a drastic way is the same risk as the Crusades. Johnson said on Fox News, Fox and Friends um, this morning, or yesterday, I'm sorry. The president sees the Crusades as an attack on the Islamic people and that we are sinners. And what we have, and, wait, and that we have an innate depravity. Depravity. And that if we succumb to that, we will succumb to the same sins as those in the Crusades did. Well, we can't impeach this fool. It's too late for that. He's got less than two years left. So what we can do is hope that this clown, this imbecile of a president, will keep saying the stupidest shit. Because it's, it's, it's a gift. We don't see it that way because, you know, he's the president of the United States. He represents us all around the world. So basically, we're represented by stupid. We're represented by a Muslim. We're represented by an idiot. A man who not only divides here in America, but around the world. He's running a feud with Benjamin Netanyahu. He's not all that happy with Andrea Merkel. He's not all he's not he's not friendly with any of our standard allies. He's not on friendly terms. Think about this, my friends. All of you listening to my voice. Obama is not 
on good terms with any of our standard allies that have been with us for years. I don't know what the Japanese are thinking. I don't know how they're feeling. They haven't been in the news with us lately, you know, like they usually are. But let's count them down. Uh, The UK, he's not on friendly terms there. No way. Israel, nope. The United Arab Emirates, no. Germany, hell to the gnaw. And there's a whole host of other countries who view him as a boob. As a bumbling buffoon. He's got no more cards to play. He's got no more cards to play. He's just going around talking crazy. And saying all kinds of weird shit. And he's making a joke of himself. He's got, listen to me, he's got two years left. Now, either he's saying all this crazy, wild, crazy stuff because he's only got two years left and he doesn't have the House, he doesn't have the Senate, so he's just going to say whatever he wants to say and whether you like it, be damned. I can respect that. I do that a lot myself. I'm not the president of the United States of America. He is the clown prince of this country. We have elected this idiot. Well, not me, because I didn't vote for that idiot. But America has elected this fool twice. Twice. So does that say something about Obama? Or does that say more about us as Americans? Because he hasn't done a God, uh, he hasn't done a thing. He, I, let me gather myself for a minute. I'm going to... You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say, you know, I've been saying this for a while. You know, we... We elected Barack Hussein Obama. You know, I'll, I'll, in, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Americans are, are superficial. We're superficial folks. I'll admit it. You know, we like the, the thing that's sexy. We like the thing that looks good. You know, if you look good, then you're judged to be good. Somehow. If you're handsome, if you're beautiful, you know, you're the object of desire. You're the object of you know, uh, folks respect people who, who are who are prettier. The ugly folks, they don't get that much play. You know, if you speak well, and, and you know, this has been true of me. Me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. You know, back when I was younger, folks would say to me, white folks would say to me, you know, you, you really, you're very articulate. Y- you speak very well. And I didn't know any better. And I'd say, well, well, thank you. And I'd take that as a compliment. I took it as a compliment. He's very articulate. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. But it really wasn't a compliment. I mean, I think they were thinking that because I'm black, maybe I should be speaking Ebonics. 
or in some sort of country grammar or something. So they were surprised that I actually spoke the, the king, or in this case, the queen's English. So for them, that was a good thing. So it was a compliment, like that thing back in the 30s and 40s when, when white folks would say to blacks, you're a credit to your race. Where am I going with this, you might ask? Obama. He speaks well, in most cases, when he's got that teleprompter in front of him. He wears a nice suit. He's relatively good looking. Got those big ass Dumbo ears and his lips are like sort of black, like he's wearing that that weird lipstick. He's not an overtly handsome guy, but you know, he, he's he's okay. But he's like he's like he's like like that. You know, he speaks well. He doesn't speak with a Negro dialect. And, you know, we're going to let's give him a chance. It's about time we had a black president. Jesse wasn't hitting on it. Al wasn't working. Al Sharpton, let's give this guy a chance. Obama was voted in to the presidency because he's black, not because he's competent, not because he knows what he's doing, not because America had confidence in his abilities. It was all about hope and change, and we hope. No, America hoped, because I, I, I knew the guy was an idiot already, because I knew him from our days back home in Chicago. You know, so w we folks in Chicago, we knew what the deal was right away. And right here and now, folks, I'm getting off, off, off subject a little bit, but folks in Chicago on the South Side, for the most part, they don't like the guy at all. They think he's the worst president in the history of the country. Black folks, my friends. I can tell you that right here and now. I'm from Chicago. I'm from the South Side. Black folks don't like this guy at all for a variety of reasons. I'm not saying all of us, all of them. But for the most part, you can check it out. You can check out the videos and the, and the interviews yourself. Black folks think he's, he's a useless prick, which is what he was back home in Chicago. But, you know, they elected him because he's black. He is the 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 Obama is is the ultimate affirmative action hire. And what I predict what I predict right here and now is you're not going to see another black president for a very long time. Obama has Jack Johnson the presidency. And what do you mean by that, Dr. Jones? Well, Jack Johnson was the first black heavyweight champion of the world. And Jack Johnson proceeded to rub that shit in. He rolled out with white women. All out in the open, driving his car 90 miles an hour down roadways. That was pretty fast back then. Especially if you're black as the ace of spades and you got a nice, fine white woman all decked out in furs sitting right next to you, rolling out in 1911. He rubbed that shit in. Yes, he did. And as a result, once he got whooped or through the fight, white folks swore that they wouldn't be, that they would never be. 
another black heavyweight champion. It took 33 years, folks, until Joe Lewis got his shot. And Joe Lewis only got his shot because he promised to be a good you-know-what. And he devoted half of every purse he made boxing in the ring. Half, my friends, half. To his manager and the guy who made the fight for him for the heavyweight title. Every fight that he fought for 11 years, half his purse went to somebody else just so he could get that fight. So where am I going? I predict, and I think I've got maybe about 30 years left on this planet. I'm 53 right now. The average age is around 80-something. That I won't see another black president in my lifetime is certainly not another Democrat. Hell, I kind of think that a woman's going to have a hard time getting that job. I think, and you mark my words right here and now, that we're going to go back to old white guys. We're going to go back to your standard white person as president of the United States. We may not even do a Marco Rubio. We not go we may not go with Ted Cruz. I got a feeling that America has had enough with these social experiments and social and certainly the social experiment of the presidency. We're going back to the white dudes now. That's my prediction. Cause damn I mean, just just damn. But I'm going to tell you something. I love it. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Maggie Haberman. The Veterans Health Scandal is much more than just another broken 2008 promise. I revere our soldiers and want to make sure that they are being treated with honor and respect. Fast forward six years and more than two dozen VA facilities now suspected of covering up delays in getting veterans urgent care, in some cases with deadly consequences. We have to find out, first of all, what exactly happened. Now that moment, that wait-and-see statement last Wednesday at the White House might well be remembered as the breaking point. President Obama, the most powerful man in the free world, always seems to be the last to know about what's going on in his own administration. Forget for a moment that Republican outrage. More and more Democrats in key 2014 races are calling for the president to get a spine, they say, and fire his Veterans Affairs Secretary. And what more and more Democrats are saying privately is scathing, calling the president and his team detached, flat-footed, even incompetent. Maggie Haberman, that's what strikes me, what Democrats are saying privately. In the wakes of the healthcare.gov problems, they see a president who doesn't want to take command, doesn't want to act fast, Raising the competence question, some Democrats who believe in government, this White House doesn't appear to have its hand on the lever. Yeah, and you've heard for a long time this White House doesn't appear to quite have its hand on the lever at various points. But this week really marked something, this past week marked a change where you saw Obama with that very sort of tepid press conference. He was sort of in, sort of not in with Shinseki. He had a meeting uh, about foreign policy with senators who were expecting him to be there. He wasn't there. They filed out. One of them said that he thought it was the most bizarre meeting he had been at in quite a while. All of this adds up to somebody who just doesn't seem at all involved.
joining Doc Jones as he kicks off primetime with The Sit Rep. Weekdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Dr. C. Robert Jones is a retired Marine officer with a Ph.D. in history. And he keeps up with the day-to-day events and analyzes and explains with historical facts and in an informed opinion. Gojo Media is dynamic and fresh, so please catch The Situation Report every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Americans think sitting President Barack Obama is the nation's worst leader since the last World War, according to a poll released this morning. A third of Americans singled out Obama as their least favorite president since 1945 inches Quinnipiac University's latest presidential poll, just ahead of George W. Bush, who received 28% of the vote. In a head-to-head matchup between the two most recent presidents, Bush and Obama, Bush narrowly came out the victor with 40% of survey takers saying he was a better president than Obama and 39% saying he was worse. Over the span of 69 years of American history and 12 presidencies, President Barack Obama finds himself with President George W. Bush at the bottom of the popularity barrel, Tim Malloy, assistant director of the Quinnipiac University poll, said in a statement. Ranked in order of how bad Americans say they were, the 12 presidents included in the survey were, Obama, Bush, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Lyndon Johnson, Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, George H.W. Bush, Dwight Eisenhower, Harry Truman and John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yeah, we live in some crazy times, folks. Um, We're going to go ahead and check out. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. Uh, catch my um, catch my show on Spreaker. Catch it on live stream. You can catch it on Live 365. You can just, oh, and of course... Download the the uh, the shows on on iTunes. Just to go into the search box on the in in the uh, in the Apple Store in the iTunes Store and type in Dr. C. Robert Jones, and you can catch all my shows there. And of course, they're all uh, archived on Blog Talk uh, Radio from the very first show that I did back in 2010, all the way up to this one right here, and uh, and 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 the ones that'll come, uh, you know, thereafter. Um, please do listen in. Check me out. You know, tell your friends. Let's get it. Let, let's let's talk about this because you know what? Even though we have an idiot in the presidency in in the White House right now, a complete buffoon. This is fun. It really is. It's sad, but it's fun. And you know, I'd like to have you guys come on and tell me what you think. Call in three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. I even have a. I even have a. a, a uh, a toll-free number too. 
so you know it's it's great it's great you know uh, we we talk about you know our president being a, a complete uh, idiot and buffoon and it it really is sad but you know it's fun to talk about in a weird sad kind of way i don't know i try to look at the good side of some things but you know he's got uh less than 2 years left and He's most likely going to go down as a footnote in history, and maybe this whole thing will just turn out to be a weird nightmare. Well, thank you so much for listening to me, listening to, <laughs> listening to me tonight, and listening to the show, and and all of that. So we're going to get on out of here, and we'll be back tomorrow. There's probably going to be so much more going on tomorrow, so we'll talk about it. Have a great night. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We're out. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us. Everything's alright, yes Everything's alright, yes Sleep and I shall soothe you Calm you and anoint you For your hot forehead Then you feel everything's alright, yes Everything's fine And it's cool and the ointment's sweet For the fire in your head and feet Close your eyes, close your eyes And relax Think of nothing tonight. Hey, hey, woman, your fine ointment, brand new and expensive, should have been saved for the poor. Why has it been wasted? We could have raised maybe 300 silver pieces or more. People were hungry. People who are starving, they matter more than your feet and hands. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's alright, yes. Surely you're not saying we have the resources to save the poor from their lot. There will be poor always, pathetically struggling. Look at the good things you've got. Think while you still have me move, while you still see me. You'll be lost and you'll be sorry when I'm gone. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you and anoint you for your hot forehead. Then you feel everything's alright, yes, everything's fine. And it's cool and the ointment's sweet for the fire in your head. Close your eyes, close your eyes and relax, think of nothing.
your eyes, close your eyes, and let close your eyes. 